0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh yeah, one of these nights. I'm watching the Kentucky-Vanderbilt game right now. And... It is one of these nights. They still do that insanity at Vanderbilt where the benches are on the baseline. It just makes no damn sense at all. I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, it's to, it, now it's to the point where it's just tradition, so they just got to hang on to it, but it's a dumb tradition. It is. Just, Just move them. Anyway, four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is that number. Great interview. There's been a, a bunch of great interviews over the past couple days. So people are calling in to get in touch with Ron Cook because he's doing this Cal Ripken-type victory lap around when Cal Ripken announced he was retiring, and then he went to every ballpark and, like, rode around the warning track, and they gave him gifts and stuff. That's what's happening to Ron this week. And I guess it ends on Thursday. So you only got two more days of this. Uh, get cookie while you can before they run out, before the bakery's all out. But um, Larry Foote called in today. It's an incredible interview, and he offers some really, really
2: great insight on old Steeler teams. Here's Ron. Here's Joe. Here's Foote. A prominent member of the Bucks' defensive coaching staff, a two-time Super Bowl champion, Right here in Pittsburgh, oh, no. one of your favorites, oh, no. No, a man no, who no. agreed to join us today on no. the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, Mr. Larry Foote. Hello, Larry. Now,
3: how you guys doing, Ron? What What am I hearing? Is you're retired? I'm
4: an old man, Larry. I'm, <laughs> I'm an not old an man. Old
3: man. What are you talking about? Tom Moore still coaching?
4: <laughs> How are you retiring? Uh, you are so nice to call in, Larry. I mean, I, I, I all these guys, you know, Ben called in yesterday, B.A. and Jackham. All you guys I go back with so long. And I always tell people the best week I ever had was Super Bowl 40 in Detroit, and you were a big part of that. Uh, remember, I went to your high school, talked to your parents, I, I, and I – I did this monster story, Joe, on Larry Foot. Yes, I and remember it. Larry didn't do, wouldn't let me interview him. He 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 gave me, you gave me names and numbers of people to call, but you wouldn't let me interview you. But I think you were pretty pleased when the story came out, weren't you?
3: It was an awesome story. My uncle still talks about you. Like, what
4: that fine gentleman around uh, that? Is that Uncle Skip that you're talking about? Uncle Skip? Uncle Skip.
3: Yep, uncle yep. Uncle Skip, you still remain. Man, you sure you need to retire?
4: Look how
2: tough you are. <laughs> uh, it was. That, if Tom that, Moore can still, can still coach, why can't Ron continue to work? That, that, That's what I say. That was uh, the
4: highlight of my whole career that week, Larry. And I mean, what it was. What what a team you guys had huh man i'm telling hey on a serious note i'm sad though i don't want man come on you can't retire can i talk you out of it you know what you're in tampa i'm gonna come up and make you buy me a beer how about that i'm moving to fort myers oh man you right around the corner come on i'm come telling on you uh, we, we you know my two favorite brands of beer right free and free light those are my two favorites <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's free, you might as well take three. Oh man. How's things going with you? How you liking the coaching business? It's it's
3: great. I mean, it's a little crazy time right now in this profession. Uh hopefully you win enough games so they'll want you back. But uh I love it. It's exciting. Uh it's not like playing a course, but you get a buzz from it. You get a nice buzz.
2: Who do you who do you think's gonna win this game? Larry, you guys played the Niners. I'm just looking at your schedule here. Uh, I don't think you played Kansas City, but I'm sure you've gone up against Mahomes. Who, who do you think? How, how does this one shape up for you?
3: I think Kansas City going to win it. Uh, you know, everybody's going to talk about Mahomes, but their defense is nice. Their defense is good. Uh, you know, top quarterbacks always steal the headlines, but their defense has really been the difference the last two years, believe it or not. I know they lost Tariq Hill last year. But uh, they won it last year. But their defense is uh, – they got a lot of good players. But, you know, uh, Mahomes, you know, it's going to be tough to beat them. Uh, I love uh, Purdy. I've been watching him from high school. I was out in Arizona. He was a superstar mm. at a small high school and made it to the state finals uh, back-to-back years, and they lost to the champs. But he, he was amazing. He's just a little Houdini out there.
4: Larry, I know you know linebacker play better than anybody. You know, we're all interested in the defensive player of the year this year. I guess they're going to announce it at the awards on Thursday night. We, we kind of bias here and think T.J. Watt should win, but we're hearing some Miles Garrett talk. What do you think of T.J. Watt when you see him? Speaking of Thomas
3: Moore, well, you know he's old seventy stiller, so I've been pissing him off in the morning because I, really, I say, hey, it's time for me and Joe Green to slide over. And uh, share that title as number one defensive player or the best player in, in still an organization because this TJ Watt is unreal. I love watching him. He's a playmaker. Uh, he just has that it factor. You know he's gonna make a play, but he's exciting. And uh, there's a few guys where you watch on 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 Sundays and you bear, you know you can't take your eyes off a defensive player, and he's one of them. You love watching him play. Uh, just. The speed he plays at, he's playing, you know, it looks like he's playing with children out there. But definitely T.J. Watt. I mean, he had an incredible year.
2: We got Larry Foote on the line here, here to wish Ron well and also talk a little football. I'm intrigued by no, what you... I'm
3: not wishing him well. I'm trying to talk him out <laughs> of retirement. Trying to talk Ron out of retirement, <laughs> yeah, right. I, 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 I say, hey, my bad.
4: in the big guns. I'll get him to stay. Oh, Larry, you're the best, man. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm quite
3: sure I'm speaking for a lot of people back in uh, Western PA that love hearing you
4: on the airway.
2: You're very kind. No doubt. I'm intrigued by what you just said about Purdy because there's a lot of people out there that still don't believe in this guy. I got to admit, sometimes when I watch him, Larry, he looks a little bit shaky, like he's going to blow up at any moment. But, But you're right. He is kind of a magician back there. Tell me more about why you think people are wrong about Purdy.
3: Uh, well, everybody's giving their, the credit to Shanahan and the offense and uh, the play calling, you know, rightfully so. But you get the third down, third and medium, you know, there's no perfect play. And uh, Purdy takes over. You seen it last week in the championship game. He just made plays. Uh, and I played him last. We played him last two years, and he just he he finds a way. He'll find that receiver and find the open receiver. He buys time. That's what people don't give him enough credit. Like he's great in the pocket, but he has enough speed to uh, hurt you. He's elusive. You can't get him on the ground. And, you know, he's like a little running back. The first guy can't get him down. And uh, you don't know that until after the game. You go, wow, he done made so many plays. We had the perfect play call. Nobody was open, but he kept the play alive and got it done. He's definitely a playmaker. A couple of weeks ago when I heard this talk, people were saying he's a game manager. I said, no, no. I didn't agree with that because it's hard to defend him. It's hard to defend him, and he makes plays. He's a winner, a natural-born winner.
4: Larry, I'm assuming your ears might have been burning a few weeks ago. The Steelers played in Seattle, and I'm on the flight to Seattle, and guess who's sitting, like, literally one row in front of me, your inside linebacker partner, uh uh, Potsy, James Farrier. We were talking about your defenses and you. What a conversation. And how about that guy? Joe has made a case here that you could argue he should be in the Hall of Fame. Man, I've been fighting with people about our position, that position. I hate how they
3: do six outside backers that's really defensive ends, just the two, far as Pro Bowl goes. And I've been making a claim for Levante David and a lot of the greats James Ferrier, London Fletcher, like that position, our position gets overlooked when it comes into the Hall of Fame. And uh, I know he wasn't animated like Ray Lewis, but numbers-wise and what he meant for our team, he won two Super Bowls, and uh, I just think our position gets overlooked. And it starts with those Pro Bowls because we get cheated out of a lot of slots, if that makes sense.
4: Well, I I I consider, and I think Joe would agree, Ferrier is the greatest free agent signing the Steelers ever had. Mm-hmm. People think Jerome; they traded for Jerome. Ferrier was a free agent signing.
3: Oh yeah, and uh, you know it was a heart and soul. Uh, I always tell people that story when he was a free agent. That was my rookie year when I came in there. I was, They put me behind Kendrell Bell, and I said, well, I'm never going to play behind him. Let me play on this one guy who got shifted out of New York, who was a free agent, James Ferrier. And, you know, at practice, you know, even the first year, I said, yeah, I can probably compete with him. I, I'm not going to be able to touch Bell. And by the time after my first year, I said, right, let me learn these special teams and take this a little more serious because I ain't playing in front of neither one of them. <laughs>
2: Larry, you said a couple years ago, I went back and did a piece on Kendrell Bell. Right. I, want, I just want everybody out there listening who maybe wasn't around back then or whatever to know how great he was briefly. This is your quote. This is what you told me. Let me see when this story was. Two years ago, this month, two years ago, you said, I always tell people about Kendrell. That is by far the most explosive football player I have ever seen. Those are big words. I imagine they still hold true, right?
3: Well, i put it against whoever, people before me, he's the most explosive linebacker ever or person on the football field in the history of the game. Mm. And, uh, I, you know, of course, if you look at video, just uh, what he used to do to offense alignment. And uh, if you guys recall, remember we did the, the race, uh, our conditioning test, when we did the 40-yard dash. If you guys remember that back with Coward, And then the last one, uh, they had the fastest heat. Like, So he would go against receivers. So he was the fast. I think Troy ever he was number two. Troy Edwards used to beat him. But he would beat every other DB, wide receiver. And those two were the fastest two on the team. Wow. And that just speaks, you know, he's at 260. He's at 260, and uh, guys who've seen him play got a little glimpse of how explosive he was, but I've never seen nobody like that. You talk about James Harrison and all those guys, no, nothing was like Kendrill Bell.
4: I was going to say, what about James Harrison, man? He wasn't he, he, was, he was in half explosive <laughs> as Kendrill
3: Bell. That's amazing, Larry. He says
2: you guys would watch film and just be like in disbelief what he would do to off guys bigger than him.
3: Offensive linemen would flinch. They were afraid. And, you know, the whole Tim Lewis, the whole uh, blitz package was just him running through the eight gap, and you would literally see guards flinching on contact. And they had no choice. You know, was, literally you've seen that train coming. They didn't want to flinch, but you know, they it, take over.
2: What do you remember about the day he lit up Bettis in the goal line drill in training camp? Were you there for that?
3: No, I wasn't there, but I knew the story. That was the year of my senior year in college. But the next year, I said, Why well, Betis not uh out here going against us? What what what's going on? They said, Well, Kendrell ended Bettis' practice day with
4: Pittsburgh. <laughs> Larry, thank you so much for taking the time to call in, man. And man, we go back a long way, don't we? Yes, we do,
3: man. I want to thank you again. Uh, I got that story, another story laminated. And uh, thanks for you, and uh, may gave me a little favoritism, but my, my grandkids and my kids better see these stories and read them, and uh, I just want to thank you again. And uh, just being part of, uh, you know, still an organization. I know you wasn't signed by getting a room check, but you was part of us, and uh, thanks for
4: everything. Well, I got your number. I'm going to hold you to that beer, okay? Let's go. Hit me up. I will, Larry. I will. Tell Tom Moore hello too. I know Tom. I go back when he was the Steelers' offensive coordinator. Oh, I'm telling you, me and him, we
3: uh, we fight every morning, and uh, you know, he got his little coach, his Indianapolis coach book, uh, next to our uh, the old Steelers book, and I said, no, don't, don't move that over there. You keep this over here. So uh, we have a good time. Go <laughs> tell back
2: Kalijah cansey the same. He looks like he's going to be a beast, huh? Oh yeah. He's oh man.
4: He he started the end of the year. He started showing his league what he's gonna be. What was uh you had must have had fun with Baker this year. What a comeback, huh?
3: Oh yeah, I love Baker. And uh I always heard good things about him, but he's the ultimate leader, ultimate competitor, and uh I'm so happy for his success and uh hopefully he keep it rolling.
4: All right, Larry. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Stay on. well, and I'm gonna give you a call, okay? All right, thank you guys. Congrats, Ron. Thanks, Larry.
2: What a treat that was.
4: How about that Kendrell Bell stuff? Amazing. I know.
1: Man, another great interview. And that's Larry Foote. There were a bunch yesterday. You know, you got to say, it, it, no matter what you think of his opinions, and that's what opinion makers do, they make you think, Ron, to hear Ron's voice crack up because he knows it's a last time on the air or in an official capacity from a working capacity – that he's going to talk to these people. I mean, he'll talk to them, you know, just as friends or just as acquaintances or people he worked with later, but, like, he knows it's coming to an end. It is... It, it's sad to hear his voice crack up. It really is. And I just... I can't imagine what Thursday's going to be like. Monday and Tuesday have been such a treat to hear all these people call in. You know, I saw Heinz Ward tweeted today. He said, congratulations, Ron, on a great career. You had Ben call yesterday. But to hear that emotion in Ron's voice, and that's the thing with Ron, that other than just his daughter, we had gotten so accustomed to Ron being emotionless no matter what. No matter what his opinion was, he's going to bore through, he's going to push ahead, and he is just going to say, yep, that's how I feel. It is what it is. Come on. What do you have to say about it? But he's cracked the past couple days, and it's really – It's really something to hear. All right, we'll come right back, and let's get into the officiating just a little bit. We'll hear from Roger Goodell, and we'll talk about that before we shut up shop at uh, 1030 here on The Fan.
6: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Man, people are getting choked up all over the place hearing all this Toby Keith. Man, RIP Toby Keith. Cancer is just terrible. Just terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. Oh, gosh. Uh, incidentally, how much... Beer. Would a horse have to drink in order to become inebriated? And do you think if it, I know nothing about horses, you know I have friends uh, who I went to uh, college with. One that's very uh, wealthy doing this. He sells equine insurance, like he sells insurance on the blood stock and the bloodline of of horses, uh, and some to like. Uh, uh, sheiks and people like that that are from, like, Qatar and UAE and places because they're, like, way into buying very expensive horses. I don't know how that whole game runs in terms of that horse game. Uh, and he lives in Lexington. But uh, and anyhow, I don't know how that runs, how you insure your horse and all that, but the guy's he's rich doing it. Anyway, back to the horses proper. Because I don't know anything about the, the equine, the horse game, none of it. So, <laughs> If a horse started drinking, this is a great, you'll, you will never hear this topic on anybody else's show. So if a horse started drinking beer, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses, okay? I get that men drink whiskey, but if you had a pail, and we always picture that a horse drinks out of a pail, it probably does, some sort of bucket that's sitting there. Oftentimes, you picture like a stainless steel bucket, right? That you get at like tractor supply. Okay. If a horse starts because he's got a big tongue, and that's how they drink. I think, I don't know. They start drinking and it's beer, it's not water like it, it's anticipated. And let's say it's really light beer, which is essentially flavored water with some alcohol in it. Okay. Let's say it's like Coors Light, because I don't want to say Bud Light because every half the people get mad about that for some reason, because they'll politicize it. So let's say it's Coors Light. Beer starts, or so horse starts drinking, horse starts drinking, horse starts drinking. Now that horse got away a lot of pounds, okay? So I'm guessing if it drinks one pail of beer. Now it could be Four loco like I told that guy last night, which could really make you fly around the room without leaving. So if it starts drinking the beer though, how long would it take for that horse to get drunk? Because you know, in looking at this, a, a horse, a horse has to weigh, what's a rough estimate? A thousand pounds. It's got to weigh upwards of 1,200 pounds. Let's say a thousand pounds. So it's got to take a lot to get drunk. But would the horse taste the beer and say, I don't like the taste of it? Even if it's just like Mic Ultra or Coors Light. Coors Original is way better than Coors Light, by the way. I really don't even drink much anymore. But Coors Original is way better than Coors Light. Or it's Bud Light. Nobody likes Bud Light. Nobody in their... Really. Or Bud. Nobody in their right mind. Or Miller Light. Nobody likes those. But they're good for when it's super hot just to throw one down and, you know, get, get moving just a little bit. So... All that being said, if that horse started drinking, how long would it be before the horse said, I don't want any more of this, I'd rather be thirsty, because it's just beer, or if the horse did like the taste of the beer, it would have to drink a ton to get drunk. And, huh, could the horse potentially develop a... A want and a need for alcohol. I don't. I don't know this. So the the Toby Keith song. Well, not very deeply written. Like I don't want to make him Burt Bacharach here, but or or Dylan or somebody. Because it's an okay written song. But when he says whiskey for my men, beer for my horses, I'm not trying to diagram the sentences or draw them out any deeper than they are. But I'm actually doing that right now. When he says that, if that practically happened in real life. And the horse started drinking beer. I don't know what the end game would be. But I don't know if he would have written that, the dearly departed Toby Keith now, unless there had been instances, not necessarily in his real life, even though he grew up in Oklahoma, and certainly there are a lot of horses in Oklahoma. I don't think he would have written it unless there were real-life instances of horses drinking beer. But man, I am just, I'm lost on it. Right, because it doesn't feel like it just came out of nowhere, and it never happened one time in world history. The horses have an affinity for beer. Is maybe that how the Clydesdales came along with the Budweiser stuff? Do the Budweisers get? Do the Clydesdales get free Budweiser? Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. They might. They actually because they would essentially have to be employees of Budweiser. They lug those things around the country, all over the place tim's an imperial tell me about the horse tim
5: hi colin thanks for taking my call i
6: listen to you every night and it finally took a beer drinking horse to have me call in
1: well take you know whatever oh, no. makes you go tell me about the horse and andre the giant drank 106 beers okay and i think he was around 500 pounds so Probably easily double that. 212. Triple it. Okay. Um, yeah. Do, do horses have an affinity for beer?
5: Uh, that I don't know. I'm not very familiar with horses.
1: No, but you are familiar with Andre the Giant. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's legendary. I saw something, I know nothing about wrestling. I've not, it's not my thing, but I did see that Andre the Giant. I don't know where I came across this and it was just recently. I do a lot of reading during the day when my kids are in school. I just I read anything I can get my hands on, really. And there was a story about Andre the Giant that he lived in this little out-of-the-way nowhere town in like the mountains of North Carolina. And he would just come into town and get coffee like once a day or every couple days. And he loved it there because people just left him alone. Did you know that? No. Yeah. It was like absolutely middle of nowhere North Carolina. And he had built this house. had this beautiful view and this veranda and everything. And he really enjoyed it. And who would have thought? Imagine, like, being at some town in the middle of nowhere North Carolina. You're at a coffee shop. Here comes Andre the Giant. Paul's in Scottsdale. Or Scott Dale. Excuse me. Hi, Paul. Paul, tell me about the horses. Okay. There we go. Now, a
4: horse, I'm not sure about the horses, but I do know if... (laughs) they will acquire a taste for beer because i know people have said given them beer before oh okay but have you ever heard well i'm sure you heard of the wagyu beef line of yeah meat. yeah sure okay a true wagyu beef is said it drinks beer and beer only are you and serious yes sir i am because i have a farm
1: oh you feed your beef you 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 give them beer
4: no my god no that's too expensive
1: (laughs) oh so what do you okay but wagyu drinks
4: beer a true wagyu beef if it's true wagyu it will actually be fed beer from birth
1: wow do they get get drunk
4: drinking water it will be drinking beer do they get drunk or not actually no they actually get used to it and it does not affect them
1: oh okay kind of like 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 jim colony kind of gotcha yeah all right makes sense makes all the sense in the world um well thank you for the call uh, appreciate Thank it. you yeah you're welcome we'll talk later i appreciate the yeah. call uh no problem what a way to end the show huh never <laughs> never knew that uh true wagyu drinks i don't know if i believe that or not i gotta get out of here i'll be back tomorrow six o'clock real short show we got uh pit basketball tomorrow then seven o'clock on thursday we'll talk to you